Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. Welcome to the Hammer Betting Network. Welcome to our weekly show called Day to Day, where we're going to evaluate how injuries will play a factor when it comes to the betting lines, when it comes to your fantasy team, and just when it comes to overall what's going to happen in the NFL this week. And hey, for the rest of the season as well. My name's Chris Abbott. I'm going to host this show. Very happy to be joined by TA from Clev Analytics. TA, what's going on, man? What's going on, Chris? How are you? Ah, man, I'm super excited to be involved in this new venture with the hammer. You look at all the people who are involved, all the personalities in the sports betting space. Really, really exciting time. So glad we get to do this show together. I'm going to jump right into it. We don't need to get into too many pleasantries. Look, I'm I'm a square, right? I'm a square bordering on somebody who knows what he's doing. uh, And I'm getting mixed in here with all you guys. And one of the things that gets thrown at me every week is injury reports. How does this affect the line? You know, does the book already have it baked in? How can we get ahead of it? What injuries matter? Which don't? You know, what matchups, what positions are more important? So I'm really hoping you're going to be able to kind of guide me and the listeners and viewers through this kind of, I don't know, this this aspect of coming to a bet at the end of the week. So I guess my first question for you, TA, is do injuries matter? How much do they matter? And what should we really be keying in on as we lead up to making our plays? Yeah, I mean, I think that's a really good question. And I don't think there is an easy answer. Uh, I think some of this is more, at least for me, is more um, art than science. You know, I know a lot of people would love to just model every single player value. Um, And so if a player is out or, um, you know, if there's a cluster injury, you know, they want to be able to plug in an easy number. And I don't think it's it's that easy. So, you know, it all depends on, you know, a handful of factors and what I, you know, when I evaluate uh, guys who are questionable or guys who end up not playing, um, I really look at what, what's the gap between um, the player who's, who's going to be out and his backup. You know, what, what is the kind of the, the, the backup level versus uh, the starter who's going to be out? You know, are there cluster injuries? So multiple injuries in that same position group. So guys might have to shuffle around. Uh, that all matters. And it also matters, uh, you know, who, who are they going up against? Is the opponent able to essentially take advantage of that you know, positional injury? Um, if, if a left tackle is out for a team, you know, does it really matter if the opponent is, is not good at, you know, creating pressure? All that stuff, I think, is um, things that you have to really evaluate. I use a lot of you know, PFF data, that's it's a huge source for me when it comes to, you know, who are these backups? Because these, these guys are, you know, a lot of them are off the street or discrete level players. You just don't know much about them. Um, so digging in as much as possible to find out, you know, how they performed in this, you know, typically the small sample size uh, that they've been on the field. So I think all those things are important. And then how does it impact the line? I think that's a difficult question. I think that is where I believe there's still um, you know, some level of inefficiency in the market. I don't think, you know, the market can properly uh, fully evaluate, um, you know, the, the drop-off and the level of, of injury for, for each of these teams. So 
you know, we see it even with quarterbacks. Um, you know, I, I had a stat last year that I was tweeting out, um, you know, when you look at when quarterbacks uh, have been hurt or, you know, at COVID issues and you had a quarterback making his first career start, you know, they're 23 and 14 against the spread. Um, and so I think that's because the market over adjusts. Right. And I just don't think that, you know, and that's quarterback. That's where we, we have as much information as possible. Um, I just don't think the market is mature enough or, you know, you're able to properly value that. So, you know, you do the best you can, you, you know, for me, I don't uh, take a side only because of injuries. Uh, it's really just part, you know, one slice of the pie for me when it, when it comes to evaluating games, uh, but it could definitely tilt the, 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 the scales if there is an overwhelming edge or if there's, you know, major, uh, you know, cluster uh, injuries within a position group that the opponent's going to take advantage of. So uh, that's really how I look at it. And, you know, in terms of uh, how to time the market, I think that's, you know, it depends on how, what the injury is and who, who the, uh, the player is, because, you know, sometimes uh, guys will, will take a stand in terms of the betting market, you know, in advance of an official announcement. And it's kind of too late, even when the announcement's made, if a guy is out. Um, but other times I think they're slow to move. Um, and again, that's typically the, you know, offensive linemen, secondary you know, guys, you, you don't necessarily um, talk about a lot. So I think there is some value in kind of waiting so you get definitive uh, uh, answer, and then you have to pounce immediately once you see those, you know, final injury reports. Typically on Fridays, uh, in terms of who hasn't practiced, and if you don't practice Friday, you're typically not going to play on on Sunday. So um, that's really, uh, you know, for me how I go about evaluating. And like I said, it's it's a lot more art than science, um, in my opinion. But there, you know, there's a lot that goes into it. And it's a little tougher to do. You know, we're forecasting, you know, early in the week here, and and I guess in in some ways you can gain a huge advantage or some ways you might really hamstring yourself. So we're going to talk about all that as we go through the season here on day to day. And like you alluded to, you know, if a quarterback's out, if Aaron Rodgers isn't playing and, and the Packers are rolling out Jordan Love, well, then everybody can adjust to that, right? But it is unique to some positions, like you said, some linemen, maybe it's a defensive back that, that might get exposed or you got to move guys around. So as we go into week one here, is there somebody that maybe people aren't keen in on that, that we should keep an eye out for that uh, could be out of the lineup or is definitely out of the lineup that will affect their team's chances? Yeah, so I actually uh, have already uh, taken the Chiefs minus three, and this is a couple of weeks ago. And it was, you know, big handicap for me was that I thought the Cardinals secondary was, you know, maybe the worst in the NFL if you look at their starting uh, corners. And obviously that's the last thing you need when you go up against a Patrick Mahomes offense. Uh, Antonio Hamilton, who's a young player who was slated to start uh, outside at cornerback, you know, just a couple of days ago, it was announced that he's out for this game with, uh, he had a cooking accident, I guess. Uh, I think he burned himself. So, um, you know, kind of freak accident there, but he's out. And so now, you know, they had, they were desperate and they traded for Trayvon Mullen, uh, a, a, you know, a disappointing cornerback uh, with the Raiders um, in his, uh, I think he's in his fourth year, but, you know, he's, um, you know, not played well. Um, he's actually been burnt by Mahomes uh, throughout his career, but um, you know, they were pretty desperate. And so that kind of shows you how much they needed help in that cornerback. So, you know, I, I don't know if that's the reason why, you know, today this line went from four and a half to six. Um, it jumped pretty significantly. If, you know, the fact that there's been, you know, uh, it was a weak group to begin with. And then now uh, one of their starters is out. So they're, they're trading for, for, you know, other teams backups. It's, you know, it's kind of a messy situation in Arizona. So that's one that I was definitely, you know, keeping an eye out. And, and now that he's announced out and we've seen this line move, it's probably gotten a little bit too, too long, but 
you know, that's one that I definitely um, I think is, is going to be impactful on the field. So if you're talking about fantasy football and those sort of things and DFS, you know, obviously Patrick Mahomes is an easy one to click um, in terms of uh, stacking a quarterback and, and a couple of receivers there. Cause I think that secondary is in trouble. Um, you know, otherwise, uh, you know, Harold Landry is a guy with the Titans who um, is by far their best pass rusher. Uh, he, he led the team with 14 sacks last year. He was actually, he accounted for 27% of the Titans total sacks in the regular season. He's top 30 among edge rushers and pressure rate. And he's actually the, the highest graded tackler by PFF among the Titans front seven. So, you know, he's a guy that's going to sorely be missed. And, and, and it matters in this matchup against the Giants because you know, the Giants have a young offensive line. Evan Neal is uh, going to be starting on, at the right, right tackle position. He's a top 10 pick this year. Um, they've got Andrew Thomas, a former top 10 pick at left tackle. So, you know, that could have been an area that, uh, you know, Tennessee could have exploited with their edge rushers. Now with Landry out, I think that really benefits a young offense, a young offensive line and Daniel Jones, who doesn't do well under pressure. So, um, you know, that is one that, you know, I think some of the Sharps have been on the Giants since the beginning when it opened at six and a half. It's now sitting at five and a half. Um, so I think that's probably, uh, you know, incorporated in the line so far. But, um, you know, th those are just a couple off the top that I think, uh, you know, have an impact here. You know, the Titans were a team for me last year. I guess the Giants, too. That I mean, it's so hard to wrap your head around when to bet them and not to bet them. And when you get some injuries coming in week one, I mean, that that one is all over the place. So any uh, advice anyone can get on that is, is certainly, um, I, I guess you'd say, well-received. Um, I, I, I used Aaron Rodgers as an example earlier. Um, and, and David Bakhtiari, we've got... Uh, a situation with him and he's one of these guys where you know the casual football fan hears a lot of his name a lot of times you know you don't hear a lot about the linemen if you're just tuning in to watch the casual football fan and especially the better hear a lot about this guy so how much does he uh, mean to that Green Bay team yeah you know that's that's a tough one because the you know the Packers offense has been you know one of the best in the NFL even without him last year and that just tells you how um, you know good Aaron Rodgers is but I think a lot of that is they've had to adjust Rodgers has been, you know, throwing the ball short. He's not a deep ball thrower. He's kind of a quick get the ball out of his hands because he knows that, you know, that side of his offensive line, um, you know, uh, isn't as uh, good and superior as it is with, with Bakhtiari in the lineup. So, you know, we saw Rodgers last year really uh, utilize that quick passing game. But now with Devontae Adams gone and just, you know, a questionable wide receiving core, um, you know, he's probably not going to have that same timing. So, it's more impactful to have Bakhtiari in this year, I think, than it was last year. And so after missing all of last year, he's expected to play. Now, who knows what happens after being gone for so long. But, you know, when you've got Zadarius Smith and Daniel Hunter on the outside, uh, rushing the Basser with the Vikings, it's going to be, you know, to me, pretty important to have Bakhtiari in the lineup. So keep an eye. Like I said, he's trending towards playing, but, um, you know, who knows until, uh, you know, until we get to kickoff. But that is one that I definitely think uh, could be an issue um, as Rodgers, you know, starts off the season trying to get the chemistry with some of his younger wide receivers. Green Bay Packers right now, a two-point road favorite at Minnesota, who a lot of people are really excited about. So uh, curious line maybe, or, or maybe we're giving the Vikings too much credit, but let's wait and see, uh, see what that one plays out. Um, I grew up on the East Coast. I live on the East Coast. I see a lot of the AFC East on my TV before we had Red Zone and all that. Um, and so, of course, I'm intrigued by a New England Patriots-Miami Dolphins uh, game. Now, we've heard a lot out of Patriots camp that, well, maybe they're not the Patriots that we're used to. They've certainly uh, brought a whole lot of unsuccessful head coaches back into the fold. So I'm really curious to see how that all plays out. 
But you've got a Miami team, some people high on, some people not so high, um, but they've got a couple of key potential injuries uh, we should be watching for as we go into this one. Yeah, so Byron Jones, who's uh, one of their starting cornerbacks, um, you know, high-priced free agent from a few years ago, he's already been announced out. Uh, Nick Needham, who's their slot corner, he's questionable with a hand injury. And again, these injury reports uh, don't come out for a couple of days uh, for week one. So, um, you know, who knows, he might be okay, but he's definitely questionable. Uh, and that secondary really drops off in a hurry after Xavier Howard. So, um, I, you know, not that the, the Patriots are some high-flying offense that spreads the field out, but I do think this season they are going to throw the ball a lot more. You know, all the signs are pointed to them, you know, spreading the ball out a little bit, um, uh, going away from kind of that run-heavy offense you saw last year. Uh, and so I think there could be a little bit of an advantage there if, you know, Needham's out as well. You'll get, you know, again, that cluster injury situation. Noah, you know, I'm not going to, I'm going to butcher this last name, Igbane. Um, he was, he's been pretty bad in his, in his two years um, uh, out of college. He was 127th out of 136 cornerbacks in coverage grade two years ago. And he, and he missed most of last season. So if Needham is out, I think that's really going to put that secondary under some stress. And that line has moved up to three and a half in some spots today. I actually think that, you know, uh, if we see, again, if the secondary um, continues to show uh, some potential injury with Needham out, I think that's an area that New England, you know, might get, might buy back a little bit of some sharp money and get it down to three. I'm, I'm not sure, but um, it's definitely something to keep an eye on. And for me personally, that's, that's a, that's an area that I'm going to take a look at. I might, I don't have a play on that yet, but that's one I'm definitely going to take a look at and evaluate a little bit more to see, you know, who the, some of the backups are and, you know, how impactful this, uh, you know, this could be, but, you know, that's one that I don't think many people are talking about and it could end up being uh, an issue against the, the Patriots. And, you know, we have seen some over money come in in that game. So maybe that is where the impact is being felt um, more so than just on the side is just, you know, people think there's gonna be a lot of points. And obviously if new England's going to throw it more and they've got a banged up secondary in Miami, you know, that could uh, lend itself to a higher scoring uh, game than, than what we originally thought. That would, that would mean our guy uh, to a tug of Iloa uh, would need to throw for a touchdown in the red zone, maybe, which he wasn't quite able to do last year. So I am not a card carrying member of two and on uh, this interesting line, three and a half uh, for the, for the Patriots has me, uh, has me thinking about it. We'll go back to Florida in a second, but uh, I talked about seeing a lot of the AFC East when I was growing up and on my TV, we all see plenty of the NFC East, the Dallas Cowboys. I mean, they're the long suffering fan base. Um, I thought they had a really good opportunity the last couple of years, and now there's just some question marks about them. Uh, Tyron Smith is a guy that you've got your eye on. Yeah, and he is, and this has been pretty notable. I think a lot of people pointed this out. There are some gigantic splits uh, in games that Tyron Smith has played and when he's been out the last couple of years. Um, and this is, a, you know, again, an offensive line with Dallas, usually their strength. They lose Lyle Collins off the right side, and now that you don't have you know, Tyron Smith out there, um, you know, this could be a major issue for an offense that's already lost Amari Cooper and Michael Gallup. Um, you know, CeeDee Lamb is questionable as well. He'll probably play, but it's definitely banged up. If you look at some of the splits, and again, these are always, you always got to be careful with kind of in and out splits. Uh, there's so many other factors involved, but, you know, consistently the uh, running backs for, for Dallas between Tony Pollard and Ezekiel Elliott have seen their numbers drop with uh, Tyron Smith out of the lineup. In fact, their yards per carry are down 20% in games without him. Uh, sack percentage is up for, for Dak Prescott. It goes from 3.9% to 6.2% uh, in games that Tyron Smith has missed. So 
Um, and then just in general, the Dallas offense in terms of EPA goes from a positive 0.08 to a zero. So pretty impactful situation just when he is gone from the lineup. And we're not even sure who the backup is. Tyler Smith, who's a rookie out of Tulsa, um, he, he could get the start at left tackle. Um, or second-year man Josh Ball, who I, to be honest, I don't know much about. I don't know if anybody does. So there's clearly an issue on that left side. We've seen the Tampa team take some more money in the last couple of days since, since that announcement. So I think it's up to two and a half. And I think people are really um, hesitant to back this Dallas team, not only in this game, but I think for the season because of some of those offensive line injuries. Yeah, and I mean, uh, there's always the head coaching question in, in Dallas as well that that drives people crazy. So I said I was going to come back to Florida. That's because this is this game. And, you know, Tampa's wide receivers, we've certainly seen plenty of injuries out of them over the last couple of seasons. For me personally, it's been so frustrating, you know, especially a guy like Mike Evans, who seems to be so good. Well, he is so good, but also made of porcelain at times. But it's Chris Godwin who is on your radar. And, and with a total of 50 and a half between these two teams on Sunday night, um, might we start looking under if we've got problems on the offense on both sides? Yeah, and I think the under has taken some money in the last uh, couple of weeks. It's down, I think it's down to 50. But, you know, Godwin, just in terms of the game itself, Godwin, I think, is, is a big part of the offense here for, for Tom Brady and, and Tampa. And especially this year, you know, Tampa's got, the, the as you mentioned, the, the banged-up offensive line <laughs> between retirement and multiple injuries. You know, who knows how much time Brady's going to have in the pocket. And Godwin is definitely his security blanket, along with, you know, Rob Gronkowski the last couple of years. Gronk obviously is retired. We'll see how long that, that lasts. But, you know, he's not, not in the lineup. And so Godwin has, you know, by far led the team in um, third down targets uh, the last couple of years and just targets, you know, per game the last two years with Brady. So he's clearly the guy that he looks to. Um, you know, to stretch, stretch the, uh, the chains, move the chains and, and get drives going. And obviously if, if he's not in the lineup and it's, it sounds like he's trending to, to be playing uh, coming back from that uh, ACL injury, uh, that could be a really, really big factor for, for Tampa. Like I said, even if it's just third down play, I think that's huge for an offense that needs to, uh, to move the chains and, and to get quick passing. Like you're not going to be able to rely on that offensive line to hold up uh, to get the ball down the field to Mike Evans. And that's really, you know, where he typically shines. Um, you're going to need some of those quick underneath routes. And that's where, where Godwin's going to be, uh, be a factor. Now, in terms of the line itself, it's probably not a huge deal uh, at this point, whether he plays or not. You know, you might see a, a half a point here and there. But um, I think in terms of the total, it could be impactful. Like you mentioned, if, like, if, if he's on the field and, and with bad offensive lines, you need those guys that can make plays quickly. So um, I think from a total perspective, it could be uh, could be slightly impactful. So, um, but I think for the season, Godwin's going to be a, a big key. He's going to definitely have to be healthy because that wide receiving core, you know, definitely needs needs those um, security blankets for for Brady that he's had in the past. And so, uh, you know, for me, that's that's a factor for for uh, you know for Godwin and Tampa. Tell you what, there's going to be a lot of eyes on that game Sunday night. There's going to be a lot of eyes on the Dallas Cowboys and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers all season, of course. So it's a really interesting way to start it off. TA, there's going to be a lot of eyes on you, my man, as we go through this season here on Day Today and on the Hammer Betting Network. Thanks for jumping in here in week one and uh, looking forward to see uh, what happens. Appreciate it. Thanks.